Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to The Female Gaze. I'm Jesse Katz, and joining me today is someone who will surely be a familiar voice to many of you, my soul sister and co-host of the Soul Sisters podcast, Dara Golub. Hi. Hi, Jesse. So nice to be reunited. This is the best. <laughs> I have missed you. I've missed you too. Uh, so Alana is on vacation while we're recording this. And so it was always the plan that uh, whenever we needed some reinforcement, we would enlist our favorite, our one and only, Dara. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's great to have you and very apropos because you are a musician mm-hmm. and we've spent many, many hours talking to musicians. And so we have a very special guest in studio with us today, AJ Lambert. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for joining. I, I thought, thank you. I thought you looked familiar to me. Why do you look familiar oh, to me? I love that. <laughs> I don't, I, I wonder if it would be possible from the band that I was part of, Parlor Tricks. That could be possible. That's possible. Is that a is that a uh, is that a local? It was situation? yes, yes. We were local, uh, like 2011, 2016, 2017. Uh, yeah, possible. Three possible, three possible. ladies yeah. singing harmony. Yeah, it's possible. It's also possible. I look like. You have people. one of those faces. Yeah, I think that might be the case, too. No, I don't think that's good. <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe you're just uh, friends from another life. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, okay, so AJ is a singer. So we are very excited to dig into all of your new work that you have coming out, a new album that is actually being released on the day that this episode posts. Oh, so sweet. It's very perfect. It worked out wonderfully. Uh, you're also the daughter of Nancy Sinatra and granddaughter of Frank Sinatra. Yes. Uh, have to mention it because we have some questions for you you about that legacy and how it pertains to the female gaze, especially because you're someone who has carved out this amazing career of reinterpreting old songs, both from the family catalog and the greater catalog. And uh, it's an interesting time to revisit a lot of that old stuff. There's a lot to dig into with that stuff, isn't there? So we will be digging momentarily. But first, I'm going to ask AJ and Dara to join me in a round of Float Your Boat and Be In Your Bonnet. All right. Okay. So I've been looking forward to this. I'm such. I just have to say uh-huh. off the bat, yes. since this is my first time on the female gaze. Uh-huh. I'm such a fan. Oh, thank I you. love what you've done. I love Alana. I'm just like I hope to live up to this. <laughs> well, we could have gotten here without you. I cut my chops with you, really. So. Well, you you have you have upped your game exponentially. <laughs> you guys are so smart and so funny and so. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm excited. Well, you've set me up to then kick it to you ah, to start sorry. us off with Float Your Boat. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> float Your Boat. Okay. Yes. What's floating your boat this week? I had a, a few uh, a few options that I was kicking around. Uh-huh. All of them are pretty mainstream and like pretty obvious. Okay. And so it was kind of, I, I narrowed it down between Roma and Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh. If you've talked about one already on the podcast that I haven't heard, we haven't. I can do the other. Okay. So you can you can do both. I'm going to go with Roma. Okay. It is amazing. 
Um, Alfonso Cuaron, like basically a, f- a fucking masterpiece uh-huh. and the epitome of the female gaze. I want to say it? not only because of the of the story and like basically it's just him wanting to understand and revisit and live with these women who raised him, mm-hmm. but the filmmaking of it is like is everything that the female gaze is, huh? And what is that? Because I did have to like I'm like. When I listen to this podcast, I'm saying to myself, okay, female gaze is such this like emo- like murky thing that I'm always trying to say, what what is it exactly are we talking about? Yeah. And it, with this film, it's like, it's all about empathy. It's all about watching. It's all about emotion. It's all about just training the camera, putting it in one place and watching these women live and you feel their emotion through that. And it's not trying to, with fancy cuts, with fancy editing, with too much dialogue, with anything, trying to, to you know, put anything in our heads or, like, right. or just insert himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron was the DP, and he just, like, oh, I didn't he know puts that. the camera in a way so that you're just, you're just following their lives. Yeah. And it's just, it's gorgeous. The performances are gorgeous. The, uh-huh. Everything about it is, like just stunning i love that i love that you chose a movie that was directed directed and shot by a man and Did written you, and he wrote it conceived too. Okay. of wow. by a man mm-hmm. about women that he loves mm-hmm. trying to understand them and cool. yeah so i and could i could go on and on and, and she has all the oscar buzz i can't wait i haven't like i and it's Sorry, one of those you know it's like it's like a black and white not much yeah. happens and you think okay is this going to be a fun time am i going to enjoy myself and you know it has like humor it has all of the things it's uh-huh. Right, it's, but it's living the it's life of a woman. <laughs> living the life of a woman. Right. In a, in a Which is something that I think people don't think people are going to go see, you know? It's I, like often yes. I think male producers and studio heads feel like that's not enough mm. to sell tickets or to get views because I know it's also on Netflix. Right. But I want to see that kind of I, movie, and I think it's proven over and over again that many of us do. Men and women yes. want to see those kinds of stories. Well, and it, and it, it takes the right director, right? Mm-hmm. It takes the right man to figure it out. I think, yeah. you know, on the one hand, somebody like, for me, like, as much as I love his movies and his art, I love David Lynch, but he does not get women at all, <laughs> and I just, I don't like his female characters at all. But then on the other hand, somebody like Quentin Tarantino, who's like very much in the movie all the time. I feel like if I'm ever feeling down about the state of women, I'll watch Quentin Tarantino movie and I'm like, okay, great, because he gets it. He yeah. totally gets it. I often think about how Tarantino is one of the best creators of female characters yeah. in the history of cinema. Even though when I think about Tarantino, I don't think about him necessarily as no. being this great like feminist icon. But really his characters have it. I mean, Shoshana I- is like one of my favorite characters of all time. I think it's because he doesn't make uh, a d- he, he he makes it equal like just by virtue of the fact that oh it's a character. Right. It's a person uh-huh. doing this stuff and the man's right. doing it's it. Not like the and men, the woman's doing it. Right. It's not, not like the not men get like, to do all this stuff and then the women have to be there to support what those men are or, doing. Or they, the opposite. It. It's not the opposite either where it's like sure, on a right. pedestal and it's like oh we're making a <laughs> right. woman a big deal. It's like don't make it a big deal. We're equal. Like if he yeah. said, like if someone says that in in a film, it's kind of like, thank you. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to. I don't know. That's what bugged me about uh, Wonder Woman. It's like, yeah. So we ranted about Wonder Woman on this podcast recently. I fucking hated it. I just thought it was so. I thought it was more sexist. I agree. Like way. I more. felt like I was watching Pretty Woman at a certain totally. point. I was like, why is there a whole scene about her trying on dresses? Totally. <laughs> what movie is this? 
And my, it's that there were two movies out at the same time with that that fucking bugged me. It was that uh-huh. and that Atomic Blonde movie with Charlize. Oh yeah, Theron. It's like I of course that, Anna, they had to put it. a lesbian scene in there. Of course oh, right. they did. They have to. <laughs> right. Like she can't just be a badass. She has to also fuck a woman so that in, in a right. male gaze. Not way. and right. it wasn't like oh part of a relationship. Right. It was no, just like, it was no, just like out, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere because they have to. Right. Because men are too turned off by how violent she is. Totally. It's like oh well we have to have her fuck another hot chick. And it's, oh, so then they'll come point. see it. It's so fucking annoying. Anyway, wow, how interesting! Quentin Tarantino, yeah, female gay. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Okay. Watch, watch. I haven't. I, I need watch to death explore proof. it with that. Yes. Watch Death Proof. Oh my god! And not because they kick his ass. Like not because of that specifically. See, kicking like it's not mean, that. Yeah, it's not even it's about not that. that. It's more about like their friendships. Their watch whole thing death at the beginning. Proof and how he cares about the people. He cares about the women as people and not about, like, that they're women and, like, we have to right. treat them with, you know, care. Right. It's like they're people. And watch fucking Kill Bill, both mm-hmm. of them. And she's Again, just, like, yeah. the best character in the world. She's great. As a badass, but also from a, in, from she's a, also from a, a perspective. Uh-huh. She's a mother, and she's looking for a kid, and she reunites with yeah. her child. And it's about, you know, the, the whole ending of that movie, those movies, is the fact that she's reunited with her child, and that was her whole goal. Right. It's like real motivations right. are ascribed to these characters, as opposed to Wonder Woman, where her real motivation Which is becomes the, yeah, about like Woman, her man. love for Chris Pine. Yeah, <laughs> right. fuck that. And I don't know, there shouldn't be like a less of a standard for, for superhero movies, but there kind of is. It's like the motivations in those in yeah. movies like that are very rarely something that you say, oh, that's... But, but right, to right. but to present yourself as Wonder Woman did as this is a movie about female well, empowerment we did that and we're going to gonna start no but even the movie I think sets out with those intentions of being on that island and it's all these women warriors and there aren't even any men in sight and then when she leaves the island everything is about the love of this man yeah, yeah it kind of forgot stupid. what its mission statement was anyway that movie. sorry great float your boat <laughs> okay uh, everyone see Roma <laughs> everyone see Roma I gotta see Roma now yeah I know me too. It's in my Netflix it's in your, It's in your computer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my pick for the week is a recent profile, which kind of relates to what we've been talking about, a recent profile in the New York Times of the director Amy Heckerling. Yeah, uh, did, you, did anyone I didn't read it? See mm-hmm. it, but I love her. It's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. So Taffy Brodesser Ackner wrote this profile, and Taffy is like the amazing. best celebrity profile. Such a like great writer. Everything she writes. Yeah. She also really puts herself in it, which I think is so interesting, and kind of describes the experience of what it is to try to unlock these really kind of unknowable people. Sometimes I just read her thing in the Times about uh, Margot Kidder. She wrote oh, like, a, like a like a like a you know how they do every year they'll say like the people who died oh and right like they'll do a magazine piece about yeah them. yeah yeah and she wrote the one about Margot Kidder and it's fucking amazing oh, wow it's so just what you're saying yeah, like yeah really into the human right cool yeah yeah so she wrote this piece about Amy Heckerling because Clueless is now coming to Broadway. And Taffy basically is trying to figure out in this piece what happened to Amy Heckerling because <laughs> yeah. she had these insane hits right out of the gate. She did Fast Times when she was in her 20s, Fast, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, she did Look Who's Talking, which actually was about how she did got not know that. pregnant with Harold Ramis yeah. when she was married to somebody else and then ended oh, up raising the kid on pretty. her own. Oh, yeah. Juicy. And she, and she said, so she had a girl in real life, but she changed it to a boy in the movie so that the studio execs wouldn't be like, oh, this is just about your life and your problems. Because <laughs> uh, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. I'll write about a real woman's problems. <laughs> 
yeah, and then she made <laughs> Clueless, and then she made a few other films after that, but none of them hit the way those earlier films did, and she kind of has felt lost to obscurity for all these decades. So Taffy was trying to figure out what really happened. And Amy Heckerling is a very self-deprecating person mm. who doesn't want to blame Hollywood, doesn't want to say it's because the male geek gatekeepers kept her out or whatever. Um, Taffy even has this quote by Amy that says, you go, well, maybe if I had been more brilliant and thought of better solutions, it would have come out great. Or maybe if I was, you know, like more of a schmoozer who knew how to work with people, Jesus. you know, turning it inwards. So then I just want to read this little bit that Taffy wrote because Taffy basically is like, no, 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 no. This was also part of the bigger system. And Taffy is talking about how sexism is not always what you think it is. And it can work in much subtler ways that could derail a career like Amy's. And she says, sexism in Hollywood doesn't always mean not being hired. It doesn't always mean that you are sexually harassed. Sometimes sexism is a plethora of compliments that make your brilliance a constant exception. Mm -hmm. Sometimes sexism is taking someone who has self-doubt, like many creative people do, and yielding to it instead of propping her up. Sometimes sexism is taking the extremely relatable content of a person's soul and not being able to figure out why it would be worth the trouble to release it, not taking seriously the women who would find comfort and release in a movie that so clearly understood their complicated emotions. Fuck yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is what we're saying it, about Roma. You know, totally. a movie like that totally. is enough. We want to see that. Right. And it's also that that kind of sexism is the most kind of, I wouldn't say most important, but it's so important and like the trickiest thing to switch behaviors for. The other mm -hmm. stuff is so much clearer, so much more like in your face and we know how to talk about it. This stuff mm -hmm. is like pointing to it is you know we could do it all day long all the time right but it's but it's just as important right yeah, yeah. anyway like so. they do that with with people all the time like i feel like they do that with cat power all the time mm. where it's like it's not about like some some people find it where it's like the vulnerability you know i'm putting air quotes by the way <laughs> otherwise known as just being human who's, right, who's right. you know got depth and stuff yeah. and they're just kind of like well you know we have to you know we have to coddle her and we have to understand that like you know she's got blah 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 and it's just like or she could just be a complicated person right there's that too right like you know right i don't know yeah me. And complicated is attractive. Yeah, complicated exactly. is compelling artistically. I mean, but yeah. they always mention it like sure. it's a, like it's a, a detriment, like it's something to overcome, and it's something to I don't know. It just bugs me. Yeah. Uh, well, that article was the float your boat, the things that brings what about up our bees. But <clears throat> is the uh, clueless musical a boat or a bee? For you. Uh, that it's going to exist. Yeah. You know, I never see any of these movie remakes into musicals, so I, I don't know. I you have don't. no idea what to expect. I don't know if they ever turn out well. Remakes as remakes give me anxiety for that. Like sure. any reinvention of a beloved classic. Uh huh. Can I just <laughs> say, I haven't seen A Star is Born for that reason. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I get that. Because but you love one you... of the originals? Yes. Which one? The Judy Garland one. Okay. okay. I just, I, I'm afraid... I understand that. Yeah. And I'm, uh, are you curious still? Like, I, are you curious, I, but you don't am, want it to, to be it's ruined? It's not that. It's just like, do I want to do I want to waste two hours? And I and I have this fear of like, fuck, I just I just don't want to spend like my time is yeah. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. And people who have seen it have told me it's basically it's a Bradley Cooper uh indulgence <laughs> masturbation that's, that's, motion that's what i that's what i hear um which which could be okay i guess i don't know i did, I, 
I have not seen either any of the previous iterations. Okay. So I don't have that like, you know, going into it, but I did not find it to to be like a Bradley. I found myself mesmerized more almost by Lady Gaga than okay. him. Okay, so I have spoken too much about this movie on this podcast so far, okay. so I'm going to limit <laughs> myself okay. a little bit, but I will say it's another float your boat that I was going to mention, but I decided to cut it for time, but now it's kind of <laughs> relevant to this. Manola Dargis just wrote this article also in The Times about how the Me Too era has changed the way that she looks at movies now as a film critic, and... It's a very interesting article, and she covers a lot of things. But she mentions A Star is Born, and she made a point that I thought was interesting. She appreciates the fact that in the new Star is Born, the camera spends equal time, she feels, on both of their bodies, which she felt was unusual and refreshing. But she did point out how, of course, in sex scenes, the camera is on her face and not his face, which obviously it is because it always is and I just thought to myself I like tried to reimagine a love scene in a Hollywood movie where you're watching the man's face instead of the woman's face and it felt so revolutionary to me to just imagine seeing that yeah like that the camera is is there to give pleasure by watching a man having right. sex instead right that that would huh. be a, a a better way to go it could be <laughs> I, I don't know it could, like I, it doesn't have to only maybe it's back and forth <laughs> but the point is that the camera right now is used to give the male audience pleasure by watching right. the female character having sex it's like that porn that i haven't seen that i hear <laughs> a lot about because i date really young people <laughs> and i hear you. i hear about this thing where it's like point of view have you heard about this well, oh, point of view porn? Yes. No, Where it's is like, it like a VR it's kind like of thing? A, no, it's like, I guess they wear a camera, like the guy wears a camera oh. and fucks somebody. So you're right. like, when so you're, you're watching feel, the right. porn, you get to be fucking the person. Yeah, that's okay. basically what movies always right. are. Right. <laughs> Just less explicitly, but yeah. basically it's the same idea. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Uh, AJ, what's your float, your boat? I just saw one of the current films in the cinema. Good for you. I am also uh, going to bring up a newer one, Uh which is The Wife. Have you seen The Wife? I haven't seen it yet. The Wife. The Wife is something I had no idea about. I'd never heard of it. And it was like, you know, one of these things just popped up. And it was, it's Glenn Close and um, Jonathan Rice, Price, Price. And they're a couple who uh, I can't talk too much about it without giving it away. But suffice to say, she is kind of the she's put to be the long suffering wife of a Nobel Prize winning author. And what happens to someone who is the wife of someone who gets that much success Hmm. uh, and who um, has to kind of. Oh, man, I can't talk too much about it if you haven't seen it. Um, Well, what do you love about it? What I love about it is the fact that it depicts that feeling of being sort of the prop up Mm. person of a man, of a successful man, Mm. and the behind the scenes that goes into it that Mm -hmm. no one ever sees. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, it's like way more than you think it is. Got (laughs) it. it, Hint, hint. Wait, sorry. You said this is a true story or not a true story? I don't think it's a true story, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is a true story. (laughs) In a way, it's a very true story. I have to say, I don't want to jump ahead, but this reminds me of the article that you wrote in Vanity yes. Fair about your yes. grandfather's birthday party. I was just going to say. And how your grandmother threw this birthday party for her ex-husband and how you describe that 
she's basically the woman who propped him up and that yeah. you don't know if the, he would have had the success yep. without mm. her. Yep. And it's fascinating to read how without taking away anything from him and like right. he was like, incredibly compassionate and loving sure. man and obviously the talent but that that her role is something that we don't hear about or talk about and mm-hmm. that you know behind the scenes she, <laughs> but it's also complicated in this movie and I think maybe in their relationship too but I don't know uh the idea that like she doesn't really want to be recognized and the reasons why she doesn't want to be recognized. It's really, really interesting. Huh, it's cool. really, really cool. Okay, good cool. movie racks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Be in your bonnet. Dara, what you got? Best bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alana will appreciate that. Is that the catchphrase? Yeah, she it does is. it so well. Okay. okay. Um are well, you debating? I, I am kind of still debating, but I'll just go for it. And I feel like, so my Be In My Bonnet is, I guess, the ride that I took watching uh, Taylor Swift's concert of uh, the, her final show on her Reputation tour has been turned into a Netflix concert documentary. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. okay. Must have been a bad ride if this is your B. No, it was, <laughs> it. I, the, the Be In My Bonnet is basically, I think it like, like speaks to more of how I relate to pop culture and how like I haven't heard anything I haven't been aware of Taylor Swift's like music since the drop of her um what look what you made me do uh-huh. which like there was people loved it people hated right. it I loved it I hadn't like then explored what she was doing after that so I didn't know what the album was like uh-huh. so when her when her concert starts and it's like the biggest stadium tour like Beyonce style and she starts it it's very sort of like self-important beginning. And then there's just it's just dancers. And, you know, uh, probably she's singing along with with a track. And my 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 feeling was like, what the hell, Taylor Swift? Like, this is not what I know you to be. And it's not to say that that an artist should not evolve and like go for what they what what speaks to them and and you know, move with the times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was so like upset by a lack of like musicianship. Uh, and then I continued to watch. And you I know, feel like this is like you had similar feelings for St. Vincent, right? Oh my God. Well, don't get yeah. me started. Yes, exactly. This- but St. Vincent was much more like th- there was a, a total um, like sort of reverence to the music that I feel like a lot of this was like, I'm going for a big, I'm a, I'm a stadium act now. Mm, and right. when I get this big and part of my <laughs> feeling was like, and I think that she has been doing this for many years, but the costumes were just like these these sparkly leotards. And like, great, you know, I love going to watch Beyonce. I want the artist who's going to move into a different genre to be there naturally. And it doesn't feel like that's where she shines, where she, she did strip down and she did have the guitar and she did play the piano and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about, sorry to bring this up again, A Star is Born was this like incredible natural talent for music, who then is on SNL singing like some bullshit that just like <laughs> yeah. doesn't speak to something real yeah, and right. like and and a and a, and a depth and it was just so like so you're saying Taylor Swift is selling out like the fictional alley and a star is born. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. I mean, and but she I she might not I, stay in that lane forever. And I don't want right. to. I don't want to be someone saying. I don't want to say that's not okay. Right to to um. Does it feel different for you than like what Gaga does in real life? 
Like if it you does. look at it does because I feel like Gaga stuff is coming, Vegas Gaga are fucking crazy. is coming from an actual place of like inventiveness and like weirdness and a, mm-hmm. and a place of showmanship. Natural. Taylor cannot dance. Right. She mm-hmm. like she's not a dancer. Right. And so this is a f- completely false like place for her. Her she's a musician. Uh-huh. Like Gaga is too, yeah. but she but she is a is a showman. Right. And Taylor is not a showman. No. I feel you. So so it just felt inauthentic. Okay. But by the end I was like, you go. You know, and and by the end, there was a cutesy little ending. And I was like, I appreciated her kind of like nod to like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And so so I came around. Uh And also, I think her fans appreciate this and her fans have been on this ride with her. And so they probably feel less of like, whoa, what's going on here? All right. You have to sugarcoat your bee. It was a B, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm apologizing <laughs> for my... <laughs> no. Yeah. So I recommend. I do recommend it for yeah. anyone who is... Wait, know? can I say something, though? A friend of mine texted me this morning who's been listening to the podcast, and she said, every time you have a guest on and you praise them at the top of the show, they say, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm nothing, I'm not worthy of everything that you just said about yeah. me. And she was like, you have to tell your guests to stop apologizing, well, and now I'm going to tell you, Dara, don't apologize for your yeah, no, I was joking. I was. It was more of a joke. Of <laughs> no, like, I know, no. I know. Okay. but uh, okay, that's a good yeah. one. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. My B is short. I received an email over the holidays on a mass list that I'm on from my former gynecologist in LA, who was offering her patients a discount on a procedure that reduces fat and tightens skin tissue in one office visit. The gynecologist? Was? Yes. What the fuck? Right. Isn't this crazy? It is crazy. And the timing of it that you're sending this to oh your patients God. over the holidays <laughs> when probably time. everyone feels the worst about their bodies of the entire year. Super bizarre. I mean, also so LA. I'm so, so glad LA. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> so super LA. On every level. That's yeah. Bad, and dude. I've been thinking like, should I? I'm going to craft a letter. I don't even know where <laughs> to begin. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Like, like no. I wish I still went to her so I could stop going to her. Dude, that, that is, yeah, I could that see that is... from like a plastic surgeon, like mass yeah. email. Like, I don't and get that. And even that, don't send it during the holidays. Fuck, don't send it at wow. all, but especially don't send it then. Ugh. Gross. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, that's wow. my B. Wow. All right. That's a good, good one. Thank you. AJ, that's what's... a B minus. <laughs> that's serious. Shit. All right. What do you got? All right. Well. I have two. Good. Fuck. Great. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. You were just telling us that you generally have more bees than boats. I have so. way more bees than boats, <laughs> and it sucks. I'm sorry. Sharon, but my main thing. Yeah, this, this was not. This was not this week. But my general bee has been about the fact that the Tumblr thing happened, where we've been. We've taken out one more aspect of sex work that is that was kind of like a safe haven for women, but also just people Uh and I just hate that they've done this and that they've now put it back however many years to where it's in the shadows again and people are going to have to find different ways certain people who are using Tumblr for for, for sex work oh, right. are, are going to have to find that other shady ass way to do it and make a living and it fucking sucks and I hate it and it's still bothering me Can we just people who are affected by it in my life and I hate it and I think it sucks so. What is the Tumblr? So they've 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 restricted uh, nudity and they've restricted uh, content on Tumblr, so that people who were using it as a means of, you know, promoting services or promoting you know webcam stuff or or whatever work that they do, uh, and now it's taken away from them as a as a venue to do that. And I didn't yeah. even know that this was a big part of Tumblr until this Neither. happened. And yeah. I was reading about it's the like outrage. a safe yeah. place for people to use that for their work. Right. And now it's gone. And it just feels like 
I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that, you know, it's this oppressive thing that's yeah. then forcing it back into the shadows. And mm-hmm. it obviously is going to disproportionately affect women. Of course. And it's disproportionately going to affect people who uh, have a limited income that comes from that. It's right. just I just think it's very fucked. Yeah. But my more generalized be about this week is, and this sounds so lady, and I hate <laughs> that I'm in this boat. I'm 44 years old. Okay. And I am dating people on the Tinder. Oh, wow. And I find it very interesting because of this specific age gap. I am 44, and the people I tend to date are in their early 20s. Wait, wait, what? Can you tell me what your age range is set uh, to on Tinder? It is from legal to about 25. <laughs> oh, amazing. Very young, very young. Amazing. Which is great. And I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. But there's this aspect of it that I just, I, I'm going to sound like such an old person here. I don't get this ghosting. What is, what are they, okay, so no, I'm, I'm not Welcome talking about like. Welcome to the mess. Yeah, but dude, I'm not talking about like you've been, you've had the date or whatever. And yeah. also, by the way, I just use it for sex. I don't, I don't want a relationship. I've been married twice. Uh-huh. I don't have, I have a child. Like I don't, I don't Amazing. want any of this stuff. But and that's the thing that I think is so fucking annoying about it is that they think that a woman coming into this, like I think they assume that it's like Right, at a oh, certain point. We gotta yeah, she's gonna she's gonna get clingy and right, she's right, gonna right. get needed. And like, dude, I just wanna bang right. and I don't need to see you again. Ever. Do you say that in yeah. your profile? I say not looking for anything serious. Yeah, and they still don't believe. And what happened? No, what, and and I so you're so you're saying you you meet them and get ghosted or what? No, no. I'm like in. Okay, you want to hear the best? Okay, this is the best one. I have Love to this. share this because mm-hmm. it's so good. Please. So I was in Hawaii by myself because I had a. It was a long story, but I had to shoot some stuff for a video. I had to shoot some stuff for a video in Hawaii. And uh, <laughs> for you. so I was over there by myself with my camera and I was filming stuff for this thing that has to come out when the record comes out taking shots of all this beautiful stuff. And I was like, I'm here alone for three days. I'm going to see what's what. And I hooked up with this soldier who was really lovely because, you know, they got a lot of army and mm-hmm. whatever. So, and they're always down. So it was, that was fine. And then this guy matches with me and he's like, I'm here from Australia. This is all on the phone, right? On the app. Uh-huh. I'm here from Australia. So clearly there won't be anything serious. And I was like, dude, that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm here. Fantastic. Hook, hit me up, whatever. And he goes, fine. Where are you staying? I'm like, I'm staying at this hotel. He said that. He goes, I'm staying at this hotel. I was mm-hmm. like, Fu- I'm, I'm here. I'm same in the hotel? same hotel as you. Easy peasy. Let's Easy do this. Easy peasy, right? Well, fucking so this is so funny to me it wasn't funny at the time but so he he's like oh that's so funny i was like and and i think what scared him was i was like are you because i know what he looks like Uh uh-huh right right yeah and he's in the property that i'm in like on the beach that i'm at and i can see him I'm like, are you wearing a gray shirt? And While I'm wearing, you're talking like, a, on the app, yes. you're looking at him? I'm like, I'm wearing a yellow oh bikini, like I'm looking all hot and everything. And he's, and it, like, I don't hear her back for a second. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's like, oh, that's so fun. Like hours later, he's like, oh, that's so funny. Uh, maybe I'll come and knock on your door oh after dinner with my family. I was like, fine, you know, I'm here by myself, whatever you think. After dinner with his family, because how old was he? Because like, his whole 18? family's here. Well, he's been- <laughs> no, but he actually was like 26. He's okay, old for okay, me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'll go outside my comfort zone, fine. And <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I'll come over after after my dinner with my family. I was like, cool, I'm going out for a little bit. I'll uh-huh. be back around nine. Hit me up. Like, I'm in my hotel room in fucking Hawaii alone. <laughs> and I'm clearly down to have sex. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
And he fucking pussied out. He <laughs> That's goes, the answer. He goes, he goes, he goes, I was like, dude, I'm in the bathtub. Like, come on, knock my... Oh, my God. And I'm like... No response at all? No, no, no. He was like, well... And he keeps being all wishy-washy. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, it's very tempting. I'm like, okay. And then he unmatched me. And I was in the same hotel room. Wait, did you see him again? Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, no, no, no. Let me just say it. This is so fucking hilarious. So the next day... I've been unmatched, and I can't, like, communicate with this right, fucker. Right, right. And he's on the, like, I walk past him. Oh, and my I know God. him as I can fucking recognize him. <laughs> oh and he, like, wouldn't look comedy. at me. This it's is so like hilarious. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you definitely like, write this, this in a, a script. Story. That's fucking hilarious. That's, that's amazing. Ridiculous. Anyway, so that, I had to endure that. Because I'm on this beautiful beach. I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful, except... There's this ghoster like right so next to me. <laughs> literal Crazy. ghost. He's a Haunting literal ghost. Haunting your vacation. Yeah. Isn't that fucking weird? Wow. Anyway, it's just like a pussy. What was he thinking? I don't know. <laughs> or like, why? You know, don't like, be why? on just it. Just acknowledge it. Right. right. Or just, just say like, you know what? I'm with my family. Maybe yeah. I, 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 I thought I could do this, but nah, never mind. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. No fell, Men are idiots, and 26 years old, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but that's the thing. It's like normally I don't care because right. it's normally like it's we, a benefit. we're all, right. We're all here to have sex and then move on. Right. Exactly. Like that's what I thought anyway. It's like what the but fuck? Then he's don't over there complicated. No, shirt, you just but... wanted casual sex. It was too big of an ask. <laughs> For real. It's like oh, awesome no. words. I just can't. Oh man. Anyway. I, I hope you've had some success stories on there too. Oh honey, I'm doing good. Okay, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You have a glow. You seem to be doing okay. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We will be right back with more on AJ, her new music, and the Sinatra legacy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so today, January 21st, AJ, you're releasing a new album, your first full-length album, right? Ooh, yes. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. It's called Careful You, uh, which is the name of a song by TV on the radio that you cover. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, you're so badass. The kinds of artists that you cover all on one album mm-hmm. is pretty extraordinary. Oh, that thank you. You would have covers of TV on the radio, Spoon, like, you know, cool modern artists like that. And then also cover your grandfather, like the full range, full range, and do it all in this very unique way that sounds like you at the same time. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, congrats. I want to back up for a second. Um, last year you released an EP called Lonely Songs, uh, which was to celebrate the 60th anniversary of your grandfather's album, Only the Lonely, and you often perform his music live. And you said something that I wanted to ask you about, um, talking about that album, I believe. You said, I'm so honored to carry on a bit of this tradition of being a song interpreter, and it's so much fun to do it in a modern way. I believe that good music is good music is good music, no matter what era it's from. Now, recently on this podcast, we were talking about how uh, this holiday season, the song Baby It's Cold Outside 
became taboo. A lot of radio stations decided not to play I've it anymore. I always fucking hated that song. Have you? Okay, yeah. so I'm curious yeah, to know, you know, when, right, because when you really listen to the lyrics, or even if you casually listen to the lyrics, I think we've always kind of known that song is a little bit date rapey. And then finally, this but it year also we had sucks. to. Pe- it's also ah. just a shitty song. Ah. I just hate it. Ah. Sorry, I hate it. What are you asking over? I'm asking because it like, song. yeah, well, it just, <laughs> it, it evokes something for me, you know, and it's not like. That too. The, what it evokes? What? No, just, <laughs> I, I just, I just hate. No, I just hate. Hate that it's, nostalgia. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a simplistic, stupid melody. I don't like it. I just, I don't. And the lyrics are like a bonus, bonus, bonus barf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I'm calling it agree to disagree for okay. you too. Uh, but I'm wondering, looking back, when you're choosing songs, for example, from your grandfather's catalog, are there other songs you've encountered like that where you're like, oh, that doesn't feel right now, or like it doesn't yeah. feel right for a woman or for <laughs> me or in this year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like a lo- <laughs> throw a throw rock at the catalog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But listen, okay. So I'm sorry. I I didn't realize that you love that. That's song. okay. And I didn't I don't realize mean to, that I don't either, mean to step. I don't mean to step on your, on your dreams of your tr- <laughs> of the evoking. I'm sorry. No, I realized that as I was ranting, I was like, Not oh shit, all. that's someone's. That's someone's. I, it's okay. I, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I hadn't given it a thought until okay. I was forced to give it a thought. Um, <laughs> I think that there are plenty of those songs, but look, they that that's just how that, and, and I'm not excusing it, but that's just what it was. That's just what they didn't even think. They didn't think about like, oh, this might be rapey, or this might be like. Sure. They just didn't even think about it. I'm I'm singing in a. Um, I'm in a very such interesting situation with this particular thing right now uh-huh. because I have been asked to sing at a kind of like a a tribute to Jimmy Van Heusen, the songwriter, who was, he's not a lyricist, he's a, song, he's a music, music uh, writer. But a lot of the, so I'm singing all his music in this show that's coming up in February in Palm Springs. It's part of Modernism Week. It's the whole thing, right? And some of the songs that they've picked for me to sing are, are things like you know, love and marriage and mm, polka whoa. dots and moonbeams. And like, so I'm, I'm singing these songs. I'm like, I really think that I don't want to sing these because they feel really weird. And and there's just a ton of them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're everywhere. Right. But then you can, some of them you can turn around and feel like you're, you're, just by being a woman singing it, it makes it different. One right. of those songs is Lush Life. For me, like mm-hmm. the which was on my uh, EP, uh-huh. I, I I feel like that song has to be sung by a woman. And I feel like when it's sung by a man, it, it it's wrong. Like it's not the song, even though it was written by men. Right, right, just, right. I don't know. For some reason... It, well, the intention changes. The whole, the whole, con- the whole everything changes. When and it's... and it happens with almost every one of those songs, right? Like when I do the Sinatra shows, where I do the albums, where I'll do you know in the wee small hours, or I'll do only the lonely, the entire record of those mm-hmm. songs. I don't change the pronouns yeah. to suit me mm-hmm. because that's not how it's written. That's that's not what they wrote. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why are you saying like that? And it's like, well. Why not? Like, what? Who cares? Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you take issue if? Do you have like a certain reverence for that music that changing the lyrics is sort of not yeah. the move? I I for other do artists, you would say? feel that way. Yeah, and actually, my grandfather did it a lot, where he would change stuff. And I don't like it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. The music is the music, and if it's yeah. not right, don't then don't sing do it. it. Yeah. I don't. I don't like changing stuff like that yeah. yeah you know i've been 
on such a kick with kind of female gazy things. Everything has been filtering through this lens for me for months now, and that's <laughs> kind of why this podcast started. And then I was, I had HBO on over the holidays when I was doing absolutely nothing for a few days, and this Elvis documentary came on. And I all of a sudden kind of remembered a, that Elvis existed, and B, that I used to be obsessed with Elvis when I was young. I mean, absolutely obsessed with his music, his legacy, everything about him. I just thought he was the coolest, and I could never get enough Elvis. And then I was watching this documentary, and I suddenly was like, I don't know how I feel about Elvis. Mm -hmm. Not that there was anything particular, especially in the documentary, that they were saying about him that was troublesome, but just that kind of guy that's not my that's not our, that's not my jam not, anymore. No. I like I'm not spending time thinking about men like that, but I do think about how I grew up and just and I also watched A Hard Day's Night over the holidays and I was like and I was so obsessed with the Beatles. Like these were all the things that I was obsessed with as a child and what did I really take away from that for me? Well, are you I saying that some of the that I mean the Beatles are, are a very different a example from Elvis, I feel. Yeah, because- I guess it's just like these iconic men who, I mean, look, I think there are some troubled details of the history of some of the Beatles, too, sure. you know, like. And they, some John, songs are more. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. John, <laughs> uh, John allegedly was abusive to women. I mean, you know, of course, when you're a kid, you don't think about those things. And especially when you were a person growing up in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, you were not taught to think about these things. Right. And now it's like when I remember these men that were so important to me, I have to make a decision. Like, am I going to start caring about that part of their legacy or am I going to just leave it? I, I have that with Woody Allen. Yeah. That's a Our, really, really yeah. tricky one for me. Because it's like... You're talking to the, the one of the biggest Woody Allen fans, both of hey, us, but it's, yeah. it's really tricky. It's hard. I mean, especially with, you know, my family, you know, aspect of that yeah. is really tough because I'm close to Mia and, you know... Rowan, Ronan and mm-hmm. like it's just I, I, I don't feel right uh, it doesn't feel right right yeah. I, I, I you know yeah I mean so I saw this article where uh, Dean Martin's daughter was asked if the Rat Pack would have survived the Me Too era and she was like I, I don't yeah. think so I think you about know? that all the time like how if we were able to uncover or, or cared to uncover the stuff from back then that these guys were up to, like, we would have no idols left. Well, I sure. think it would be everybody to a certain extent. And I'm not saying everybody rapes somebody or harass them, but I think it was so much in the culture yeah. for men to just use that power however they yeah. wanted to. Maybe it's cold everyone outside. has some Absolutely. skeleton it's, in the closet. Absolutely. Maybe it's cold outside is, the, is, is a good example of, like, how just, like, sort of uh, mid-level, kind of, like, harmless yeah. yet offensive, if you want to look at it in that way, which is absolutely fine to do, like, that was just... Totally normal. And and right. for women, too, it was just kind of like, this is the way it is. Yeah. Like, oh, brother, here they go again. And they like, were happy just, about it. Exactly. I mean, they, like, that was, and that's what's also hard for us now to want to go back and, and maybe judge our mothers and our grandmothers for like, how are you complacent? And how mm-hmm. did you accept this? And it was mm-hmm. because that was the mm-hmm. time and that's what they knew. And well, and to talk about, you know, what you were saying about my grandmother yeah. and my grandfather was that same thing. It's just like, well, you know, it sucks, but look at all the good that's happening. Right. He's he's making millions of people happy and blah, blah, blah. Like she just didn't. And I remember really specifically when, uh, who was it? Oh, Tiger Woods. There was that whole thing when Tiger Woods, what was the thing with his 
girlfriend or his wife yeah. or something well, he and he cheated, cheated on her or whatever yes. the f- it was some cheating shit mm-hmm. and it like destroyed his career or something i don't remember the degree to which it destroyed his career because i feel like i just saw him playing golf so whatever but <laughs> yeah, at the back. time it was like a huge thing yeah. and my grandmother was pissed at the wife she was like what in the, the wife fuck? For making it a big yes, deal. because uh, she was like, right. "Why are you trashing this it's man's a, career?" It's just that ingrained, yeah. right? It's that ingrained in them to just feel like you know they have to be That's supportive, their place. Right. exactly. Right. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it, she didn't feel, and she, I don't know, she wasn't a weak woman. Like she was a strong, really, really independent woman, and she felt that way. Yeah. So. I think part of it with that older generation, and I think you and I got into this a bit. We talked to like Jane Birkin once about um, when Me Too was kind of peaking and all these French actresses were coming out being like, "Ugh, that's just the culture. And, you know, everyone's overreacting and this is what it means to flirt and blah, blah, blah. I think there's this feeling from an older generation that is like we had to put up with all this shit. You yeah. know, and like when you have had they, to to deal with it and make it okay for yourself, I think it's really hard to at the, towards the end of your life be like, oh, it wasn't okay. Right. 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 And what does that say about right. all those decades back. you spent putting sure. up with this terrible shit? Exactly. Sure. And I think that's the reaction I had to that song, which like if I think about it, I can I'm happy to put it aside completely. But there is a sense from Baby It's Cold Outside to every every piece of art and culture that we're talking about from decades past, like, do I have to give this up as something right. that, I, that I hold dear? So, AJ, like, you, oh. you could have completely put aside all of the musical legacy, right, that you've inherited and completely struck out on your own. You've decided to do this combination of the two. Mm-hmm. So then what, what do you take from your grandfather's legacy as that kind of guy well you know the emblem of that era i don't know anything about the details of his personal life but see, i know what he represented see, see the last segment i don't know it's like i'm i'm very we're, we're similar yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't womanize manize whatever the hell it is uh-huh. because it's mutual right mm. and maybe sometimes back then it was mutual yeah. maybe mm. it was like hey i get to fuck frank sinatra the fantastic like sure. i maybe yeah. i don't know yeah prob- i'm sure there were well. times where it wasn't right equal like that right you know but I, I am similar to him in that I can't seem to hang on to a relationship for a really long time hmm. because of the, this is a guess based on how much I knew him. It's a constant kind of what's next mm-hmm. feeling, mm-hmm. like not able to kind of stop. Um, and he was like that too. Hmm. He was just kind of like whenever, like if he was home for a while and like not working he'd be like okay like when do we go like what are we and then he'd be out and he'd be like when do we go home like it's just it's never correct it's never enough it's never so what is that i feel like that's hard like wait hang on but i I just want to dig in for a second yeah where do you think that came from in him well i think in him i mean look he was an only child he grew up poor and his parents adored him you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just like he kind of came up as you can do anything, you're special, um, and, and so he just didn't. It didn't occur to him that he couldn't do anything. But you why the I mean? restlessness? To to or do the feeling like there's oh to do more to do something to do better. more right. and do better and do like I always like to say an example of that, and this is sad to say, but I really if you think about it, it's really true. Uh-huh. I think Ava Gardner is like my grandmother, like the two dot version. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's her, but like the upgrade. 
Why? What if you, you picture them. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. They're like dark-haired, beautiful women. Uh-huh. And she's like the upgrade of what he already had. Got it. Okay. Because he got successful and then he goes into the newer model. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. that's why he was so obsessed with her. Huh. That's what I think it was. Yeah. Because he never stopped being a friend of my grandmother's. Right, like he yeah. never didn't love her. Uh-huh. He just, that was just how it was. Sure. Well, when your life gets so gigantic, like I just can't imagine, <laughs> you know? Like, well, and, and being used to everyone loving you your whole right. life, you know? But what I, I, was, I was wondering if you feel, if that strikes you as a more male, uh, like uh, sort of syndrome of feeling like, I can't be tied down. I'm not going to just like I'm tie myself to, to one. I'm tell you, I thing. don't think it is. I, I mean, uh, for me, that only has come about recently because I finally kind of know who I am. Mm. You know, I was married to two wonderful people and they're both wonderful, wonderful men. They're mm-hmm. great. But for various reasons, we didn't work out. And it's just better for me personally to not. I just can't. I, part of me can't do that. Or doesn't want to do that. That's just not in my DNA, <laughs> literally. Right. So I just feel like it's harder for women to be able to assert that and not be like, oh, like, well, well, and also know. to be fair, I have my child. I have, you know, I, I, um, how do I say that? Uh, I had a family, and have since moved on to be able to say, right. I don't. I don't need a. Partner, partner in have, that to have that right fascinating yeah. yeah uh yeah so well it's not a shrug i think it's a it's an applause yeah exactly it's, it's well if it's i mean and that's also happy. not to say that's also not to say that she doesn't have my daughter doesn't have an amazing father who's with her also right like we have joint custody of her it's not like i'm like raising her by myself right you know she has both parents it's just in a different sense sure so right yeah. Uh, when did you start singing? Um, well, I actually started my music stuff as a bass player. So I was a bassist right. for many, many years uh, out here when I lived out here. And I lived out here for 14 years. And I was in a band called Looker. I was in a band called Here We Go Magic. I was in like, I've oh, I played with the homosexuals when they reunited. That was like for a, a minute. And basically, I just I played other people's music for all that time. Okay. And I loved it. Uh-huh. I really, really loved it. And then I just started to feel like I wanted to sing more because actually I got better as a singer from teaching uh, music to little kids, which is what I did right after I had my kid. Like I didn't work for a little bit. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that I was also a music supervisor for films and TV and stuff. Okay. So I didn't work for a long time. And when I started working again, I was a teacher. Uh huh. And it really helped me with singing. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to try this idea where I have a pianist and me and we just kind of strip stuff down and do you know like old school lounge act but with whatever songs are good Uh which also came from my serious show which is about that that concept of it doesn't matter where it comes from like if it's good like let's just see where it goes and see if people can find the similarity between you know, Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Dusen and David Bowie. Because uh-huh. right. I feel like it's there, but some people don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm super curious how you choose, like how you make your selections, because it is so all over the place. But yet most of the tracks on your new album are covers of male fronted bands. Yep. And so I'm curious if there is a sense of it being 
less intimidating, more intimidating, more of a challenge, less for to cover a, uh, either a male or someone contemporary. Is it more hard to cover a, cover someone contemporary or to cover someone like your grandfather who is not around and who like there have been mil- so many covers of question. so that's that's basically two questions is it harder <laughs> to do a male and is it harder to do a, a living contemporary artist i feel like if it's something i feel like i can sing in a way that's gonna bring a different tack to it then i'll do it but if it's just covering it because it's a woman who has said what she said then i don't feel like i can kind of step on what she's said does that make sense If I can bring a new part of what I love about covering men is that I like bringing another perspective to something to the lyrics. Basically, all I'm all I'm I I love the tune, obviously. But if I can't sing the lyrics to the point where it's going to make it interesting for me singing it, then I don't bother. Mm. Like I'd love to cover, I don't know, Teenage Wildlife, like a David Bowie song, but I'm not going to because it just it doesn't. It's not going to be any Something different new. coming from me, mm-hmm. that specific song. You know what I cool, mean? Cool, yeah. So it, it kind of doesn't matter to me if it's a woman or a man. I, it, it doesn't. But it's sort of easier to gravitate towards male written I just think lyrics because then you can like find something right. interesting. It's more yeah. interesting. Have and, you ever and, covered your mother? Um, no. And, and just also to be fair, uh-huh. I, I look at this as covering the writer's. I, I, I'm not looking yes. at it like it's right. a Frank yes. Sinatra song right. or a Nancy Sinatra, like right back the to the blueprint right. of the song. Yeah, right. like mm-hmm. the like the my my versions of the the songs my grandfather did are really just torn down because I want to get to the song. Like I love that sure. he did it, but I want to hear the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah. I mean, like you cover "I'll Be Seeing You" on the new yeah. album now. I think if you were to place that song in a scene in a movie, it would be two very different scenes placing his version of that song in yeah. your version yeah. of that song. Yes. You yeah, know, absolutely. like his yeah. could be a romantic, like uh-huh. dancing on the sidewalk <laughs> right. and yours is like the stalker is coming Moody. down the hallway <laughs> for you. you wow, know? I hadn't thought of it that way. Like I, for very me, different. For me, that that voicing that we did of that, it's very, you know, it's very loud and very intense. Uh-huh. And for me, it's about, it's trying to, it's like impressing on somebody that mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. of like, I'm not going to forget you. I'm going to like, it's like, I want you to remember that I am going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's deliberate. Right. right That's right. really deliberate. Yeah. All those things. Thankfully I have these musicians who can articulate stuff. Cause I am a shitty musician. I'm just not, I don't <laughs> speak music as well as I should. Uh-huh. And luckily I can say, can you, you know, do that, like right. do that to make it, and 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 they'll and they'll get it because they're amazing. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, we do live. We do. Um, I'll be around, and we do uh, Mood Indigo, and they're just, they're 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 not the same at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because. I just I I don't oh, think that's interesting. Right. I don't I don't like the when the. Uh, yeah, God, and I don't cool. want to say the names, but like the people who do the like. Like the people who do the like, where it sounds the same. Like why? Bo- why are you doing that? Like why bother? Like why? standard. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like why are you doing that? Don't. Or even bother. I'll give a recent example. I've been asking myself why Weezer decided to oh, cover fuck. Africa I, by Toto because Rivers is doing a straight copy of the original. Really? Which is great. I love that right, song. But why? But why did they do it? 
I don't get it. No. I yeah. Anyway. Well, he's turning out to be kind of a lunatic, right? <laughs> have you seen <laughs> yeah, his but Instagram? Yeah, I think it's clearly always in him. Yeah. But have you seen his Instagram? No. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I have he... a low level crush on him. <laughs> I just think he's but but yeah, I don't get I don't get that cover yeah, either. Yeah. That's weird. Right. So I just don't know why d- it's interesting either for the artist. Right. And I feel like with standards there's often a pass where we don't try to think so much about the lyrics or the meaning. It's just oh, that's a song that we we're we're always gonna hear and it's meant to be sung all the time and that's well, why and someone like you or, you know, Cecile McLaurin Salvant, who we've recently talked about who's really trying to look at it and say, what is there different to say with this song? And there's a reason why I'm singing it instead of just because just because the way that I reacted to Baby It's Cold Outside, it just feels good mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not why we should be well, choosing things. Right. That's but but and, and specific, I, I think it's just it's specific to the person. It's specific to the singer it's specific it's just it's not it's not and the audience of yeah. course it's not a blanket yeah it can't be i mean i know we want to be able to say like oh we can't sing baby it's called outside but there's reasons like obviously it's rapey and it yeah. just <laughs> i don't know it's just but when i do when i do some songs that are from you know the um in the we small hours record for me if i'm a woman singing those things it feels very different because i am not I don't know. It's somehow flipping it around makes it okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I actually I saw a kind of musical review performance before Christmas of people doing traditional carols. They were actually all opera singers. It was pretty awesome. And they did Baby It's Cold Outside as a joke. And they had a man and a woman singing it. And they flipped the genders. And it was hysterical hearing the woman being that yeah, yeah. creepy one. You know? <laughs> like, it's just flipping hey. the genders made it feel completely I mean I watched the movie clip in like in the context of all this controversy and I understood it in a different way I've always thought it felt of it was like flirty and fun and movie clip it's from a movie the the song is from a movie Neptune's Baby or not not Neptune's Baby Neptune's Baby hell are you kidding (laughs) yeah I didn't know that oh my god and that that is super rapey like date Because she's actually trying to leave. She's actually trying to like, leave and he's yeah, actually yeah, grabbing yeah. her by the arm oh, and pulling shit. her. And she's like, wow. she's holding a drink. Like, what's in this drink? Like, that made me be like, okay, <laughs> now no. I understand the intention in a different way. But Holy before no. I thought it was like, oh, like cute and flirty. And, you know, Dara's that's always me. our best research historian. <laughs> so glad to have you back. So helpful with these facts. Oh, no. Uh, AJ, before we let you go, yes. we have to do a quick what's round. That? This is the hot takes wheel. Fuck. So listeners submit <laughs> topics and then we all have to go around and give our hot take on the topic. What's a hot take? It's like your quick initial thought Got on it. it. Got it. Yeah. So See, don't I'm overthink old. it. It's Got a it. rickety wheel. So I'm going to let you spin it. Oh, so I give spin it a it. hard spin. On this side. Yeah. Oop. Ooh, God. I'm hypnotized too. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. So this is from our listener at Taylor Martis, and it's. TV show you loved as a kid, but now see as a bad oh. example. Wow. I have it right on the tip yes, of my tongue. What is Three's it? Company. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. That's, 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 I knew this one was going to make me sad. Well, think about that. Well, wow. Wait, but how oh, I'm because so he curious was just about it. Who's right. always yeah, lurking like, what around? What was their deal? They were friends. Yeah, but no it was all sexual. Sex. Was, yeah, but was, it was all innuendo all the time. Right. And so. Like his whole thing, the whole thing was that he was allowed to move in with the two girls because he acted like he was gay. That's why the landlord wow. let him in. 
And in the meantime, he's kind of like, <laughs> gropey, <laughs> pretend gropey to his roommates all the time. Nuts. Did the women think he was gay at the start of no. the show? They were in on it. They're in on yeah. it. Because they just need a roommate. That, that would be a fascinating God. show to revisit. But I just fucking like... loved it as a kid. Yeah. I loved it. And I didn't even th- I I mean, think. I mean, he was, was so fucking funny, John And they're Ritter. just all funny. And they're yeah, all they great. are. Okay. Anyway. This is not really exactly to the point, but I've just been thinking about it from our conversation and I think about it a lot because it's a, one of my most, most, most beloved shows growing up is The Cosby Show. And it's like Ugh. a tragedy. Oh, yeah. So, enough said about that. Because it's a great, well, amazing show. I don't know if that counts. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Pick one that counts. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Uh, yeah, everyone um, hates Cosby. Okay, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> Challenge yourself. I don't know. Um... Like, I'm thinking of shows that I didn't really watch, All in the Family, Honeymooners, stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is just, like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All in the Family like, funny. All in the Family is... I mean, I'm going to go with probably Saved by the Bell. It would probably annoy the shit out of me if I watched it now, right? Because... Totally. It right. was, like, the worst stereotypes. Kelly Kapowski was the dumb cheerleader. Jesse Spano was the hysterical feminist. Lisa was yeah. the rich shopaholic. Yeah. And Zach Morris was supposed to be the greatest thing on earth. Why? He had literally no talents. He was good at nothing, which is why he had to make Screech do everything for him. He just had nice frosted hair. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, It's all you need in 1982. Okay. Sex in the City. It's really hard to watch. And I I disagree. I I still love it and still will watch it. But it's crazy. I think Sex in the City holds up Ugh. in some ways. It's terrible with it's race. Terrible. It's terrible. terrible with race. It's terrible with, her, with the it's main ter- central relationship is horrendous. Her and Big. Yes. Yeah, but I would argue the main central relationship of Sex in the City. This is, is the a real hot take between her and Miranda. The very That's, end of the that series is, okay. is all about how when she goes to Paris with what's his face, uh, Brishnikov. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Miranda is so distraught. And the central tension of the That's finale fine. of the show is Carrie and Miranda repairing their friendship. I appreciate that take, and I will huh. take it because I love watching the show, and I love the show. Well, there you go. I just saved it yes, for you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so AJ's new album, Careful You, is out now. Are you touring? Where can people see you? Yes, Tell uh, us. So right now, we're going to be in Europe for the next week or Ooh, two, and we're okay. recording some new stuff that will be on the next record, which will be shortly forthcoming and then we're going to be touring in the spring as well okay all over the states all over the states and back to europe amazing so wherever you are in the world (laughs) and where can people stay up to date with that you're not really on social media are you i am oh are you on twitter though no because your mom is fucking amazing on twitter my mom's holding that down fine (laughs) your mom has hashtag resistance in her twitter bio oh no dude she's she's the best Yeah. yeah And I love how I, somehow the right wing finds a way to make a make Sinatra a, a totem. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's like, do you realize what family you're talking about? I know. Like, and your mom's real. entire feed is just trolling Trump. Well, and, like, and think about my grandfather, okay? Like, his mother was an abortionist, like an illegal abortion provider. I didn't know and that, And she actually. was the first woman to run from the mayor of Hoboken. Yeah, wow. Um, and he was investigated by the House on American Activities Committee for being yeah. a communist with Orson <laughs> Welles. It's like, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, not our house, and buddy. Then he, and then he what voted is their for main, Reagan like, why? Because he voted for his buddy, Ronald Reagan, who was his 
friend <laughs> okay. because he's crazy. And then he well, voted Ronald Democrat. Reagan right. not have voted for Donald Trump. No, but so. then he voted for. Then he was. He died a Democrat. Right. Like it was like, oh, that that that, that was a weird situation. <laughs> my friend was yeah. running for president, yeah. and I voted for my friend. Okay. You, so anyway. you have a website. Sorry, ajlambert.info. Boom. And then we've got Instagram, which is aj.lambert. Uh, sorry. At AJ Lambert. Nice. Yeah, come on, you're Miss Tinder. I know I you know, can do Instagram. I know, I know. That's the only app I'm good at. Woo! And then Facebook is AJ the Lambert. Nice. Got it. So there you go. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. This Thank was amazing. You. So much fun. You're so a fun. dream guest, Dara. Yes. So nice to have you the back. Best to be Please back. come back soon. I would love to. Okay. Anytime. Good. All right. That's it for the female gaze. We'll see you guys next week.